Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Member by Abraham Goldhar and today Masechus Chagiga Daf Tesvav. The second parak in Dorshin. The Zichud Masechta Chagiga program has been generously sponsored by Yenishmas Avram Ber Ben Asher and Yenishmas Tamar Baschay. May the Neshamas have an Aliyah. So the three Daf's we're going to focus on number one. The Gemara relates that what caused Achir to choose a life of sin was his perception of a Malach named Matatron who was sitting and recording the merits of the Jewish people. He was confused since there's a known tradition that there's no sitting in Shemaim. He concluded that perhaps there are Shtei Rishuis, two authorities in Shemaim. Abbas Kol went out and said, Return, O wayward sons, except for Acher. Acher said to himself that since he has been banished from Olam Haba, he can go out and indulge in Olam Hazeh. He then went out and strayed. When he asked the harlot for her services, she asked him, Are you not Elisha ben Avuya? In response, he uprooted a radish on Shabbos and gave it to her. She said, Acher who? This must be someone else. Point number two is taught in a brace that there was an incident with Acher, who was riding a horse on Shabbos, and Rabbi Meir was walking behind him to learn Torah from him. At a certain point, Acher said to Rabbi Meir, Meir chazu acharecho, susi adkan Shabbos. Meir, go back, for I have already calculated from the footsteps of my horse that the Tchum Shabbos goes until here. Rabbi Meir responded, Af ata you too go back to your previous ways. Acher replied that he had already told Rabbi Meir that he heard behind the pargba, the partition, Shubu banim shovavim ma'acher, return, O wayward sons, except for Acher. Rabbi Meir grabbed Acher and brought him into the base of Middash, hoping that he would do tshuva. Acher said to a young boy standing outside to recite the pasuk he was learning. The child responded, Ain't shalom, amr Hashem l'rashayim. There is no peace, Hashem said to the wicked. Rabbi Meir ultimately brought Acher to 13 shuls, and each time a child recited a pasuk that indicated that Acher's tshuva would not be accepted. And pointing with you, the Gemara asks, How is Rabbi Meir allowed to learn Torah from Acher? For we learn from a pasuk, for the lips of the Kohen should guard knowledge, and people should seek Torah from his mouth, that if one is a Rebbe that resembles a Malch of Hashem, master of hosts, one may seek Torah from his mouth, but if not, one should not. Mishraki said that Rehmer found a passage that taught the opposite, which states, Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise, but set your heart to my das. It doesn't say you should set your mind to their das, but to my das. Rav Chanina brought another source. The Gemara clarifies that the earlier passage, which requires a Rebbe to resemble a Malch of Hashem, is for someone who might be led astray, whereas these two psukim refer to a person who will not follow after a Russia. When Rav Dimi arrived from Eretz Israel, he said that there was a saying there that Rav Mir Mir took a date, he ate the edible outside part, and threw the pit away, meaning that he was able to learn from Akhir valuable things and got rid of the rest. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara relates that what caused Akhir to choose a life of sin was his perception of a Malk named Matatran who was sitting recording the merits of the Jewish people. He was confused since there's a known tradition that there's no sitting in Shemaim. He concluded that perhaps there are Shtei Rishuis, two authorities in Shemaim. Abbas Kol went out and said, Shubu banim shovavim chutzma Akhir, return a wayward sons, except for Akhir. Akhir said to himself, that since he has been banished from Olam Haba, he can go out and indulge in Olam Hazeh. He then went out and strayed. When he asked the harlot for her services, she asked him, Are you not Elisha ben Avuya? In response, he uprooted a radish on Shabbos and gave it to her. She said, This must be someone else. Point number two is taught in a brace that there was an incident with Acher, who was riding a horse on Shabbos, and Rabbi Meir was walking behind him to learn Torah from him. At a certain point, Acher said to Rabbi Meir, 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 go back, for I have already calculated from the footsteps of my horse that the Tchum Shabbos goes until here. Rabbi Meir responded, You too go back to your previous ways. Acher replied that he had already told Rabbi Meir that he heard behind the pargba, the partition, Shubu banim shovavim chutz ma'acher, return, 
or wayward sons except for Acher. Reb Meir grabbed Acher and brought him into the base of Middash, hoping that he would do tshuva. Acher said to a young boy standing outside to recite the Pasuk he was learning. The child responded, Ain't shalom, amr hashem, There is no peace, Hashem said to the wicked. Rabbi Meir ultimately brought Acher to 13 shuls, and each time a child recited a Pasuk that indicated that Acher's tshuva would not be accepted. And pointing with you, the Gemara asks, How is Rabbi Meir allowed to learn Torah from Acher? For we learn from a Pasuk, Kisese Kohen Yishmeru Das, but Torah Yavakshim Apiu, for the lips of the Kohen should guard knowledge, and people should seek Torah from his mouth, that Imdoma Rabbi Lamalch Hashem's Vakos, Yavakshim Apiu, if one is a Rebbe that resembles a Malch of Hashem, master of hosts, one may seek Torah from his mouth. But if not, one should not. Mishraki said that Rehmer found a Pasuk that taught the opposite, which states, Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise, but set your heart to my das. It doesn't say you should set your mind to their das, but to my das. Rav Chanina brought another source. The Gemara clarifies that the earlier Pasuk, which requires a Rebbe to resemble a Malch of Hashem, is for someone who might be led astray, whereas these two psukim refer to a person who will not follow after a Rasha. When Rav Dimi arrived from Eretz Israel, he said that there was a saying there that Rav Mir achlatacha Ramir took a date, he ate the edible outside part, and threw the pit away, meaning that he was able to learn from Akhar valuable things and got rid of the rest. All right, so now we go to our Simradav Tezvav, and our standard simon is a fruit bowl, because Tezvav reminds us of two Bishvat. Two Bishvat reminds us of fruit, and we use a fruit bowl to make it easier to work with as a simon. So here goes. The wayward sage who pulled out radishes on Shabbos and put them in his fruit bowl, while getting annoyed by children reciting psukim to him, was constantly followed by a disciple who would eat the edible parts of dates and throw the pits into his bowl. Once again, in slow motion. The wayward sage who pulled out radishes on Shabbos and put them in his fruit bowl, fruit bowl, that must be more on top Tezvav, too, to Bishvat. The wayward sage who pulled out radishes on Shabbos and put them in his fruit bowl, which reminds us, the Gemara relates that what caused the Akhir to lead a life of sin was seeing a Malch sitting in Shemaim, which led him to think that there are two authorities in Shemaim, and that he demonstrated to Ahar that he was no longer the great Alisha ben Abuya by pulling out radishes on Shabbos. So the wayward sage who pulled out radishes on Shabbos and put them in his fruit bowl, while getting annoyed by children, reciting psukim to him, which reminds us it was taught in the Bryce that there was an incident with Akher, who was riding on a horse on Shabbos, and Rabmir was walking behind them to learn Torah from him. Rabmir attempted to get Akher to do tshuva by taking him to many shuls, but each time Akher asked the child to recite the Pusik he was learning, and the Pusik sent the message that Akher's tshuva would not be accepted. So, the wayward sage who pulled out radishes on Shabbos and put them in his fruit bowl, while getting annoyed by children, reciting psukim to him, was constantly followed by a disciple who would eat the edible parts of dates and throw the pits into his bowl. Which reminds the Gemara asks how Rebbe was permitted to learn Torah from Acher, when one should only learn from a Rebbe who is like a Malch Hashem, and answers that Rebbe had different psukim that taught the opposite. The Gemara concludes that while lesser people should only learn from a Rebbe who is like a Malach, Rebbe was so great that he could learn the valuable things from Acher and discard the rest, similar to eating the outside of a date and throwing out the pit. So once again, the wayward sage who pulled out radishes on Shabbos and put them in his fruit bowl, while getting annoyed by children reciting psukim to him, was constantly followed by a disciple who'd eat the edible parts of dates and throw the pits into his bowl. All right, now it's time for a portable back Hazara. Daf Yudov. So the symbol Daf Yudov is 11 stars, like the 11 stars in Yosef's dream. So here goes. The Bachar struggling on a starry night, starry night. That must be learned Daf Yudov. The Bachar struggling on a starry night to find the psukim for Hilchas Ohulos, which reminds the Republic explained to Bryce that the mean Nagaim Mikra Merubah Vahalachs Muatos. The laws of Nagaim have many psukim, but the lachs are relatively few. 
Olos mikramuot halachas merubos, whereas the laws of Olos have few psukim, but many halachas. What's enough kamina is to teach that if one has a suffolk, halachas nagayim, I'm a krav, one should look into the psukim, whereas if one has a suffolk about Olos, I'm a misnisin, one should look into the mishnayas, where they're discussed at length. So, the Bachar struggling on a starry night to find the psukim for halachas Olos, got some help from a man carrying cash to pay for the life of a woman he accidentally struck and killed, which reminds us the Mishnah Duff Yid al stated, Hadinim Yeshlehen Amashiyismo, the monetary law, Hapsukim of which to support them, which implies they're not explicitly written. When the Gemariah challenges this, given that monetary law is explicitly written in the Torah, it answers the Mishnah statements referring to cases such as Rebbe's. For as taught in a Bryce, Rebbe says that the partial where two men are fighting and one tries hitting the other and unintentionally strikes and kills a woman, the Pusik states, Nefesh Takas Nefesh, a life for a life. And the Pasuk means to say it refers to mamon, monetary compensation. So the Bachar struggling on a starry night to find the psukim for Hilchas Olos got some help from a man carrying cash to pay for the life of a woman he accidentally struck and killed, and forgot his frustration of not being able to attend the shir on Arias with his two other friends. Which reminds us, the opening mission of the second barrack states, Ain Dorshim Barais the laws of Arias illicit relations should not be expounded among three people. Ravashi explains that the mission is referring to Cisre Arias, the hidden details of Arias which are not explicit. When two students sit before the Rebbe and one discusses a point with the Rebbe, the other student typically listens in. But when there are three students and one discusses a point with his Rebbe, the other two talk among each other and will miss the point, and possibly one day will permit that which is forbidden. Daf Yud Beis. So the Simon Daf Yud Beis is 12 brothers. So here goes. The 12 brothers, 12 brothers, that must be one Daf Yud Beis. The 12 brothers who love to use their high-powered flashlights at night to see from one end of the neighborhood to the other, which reminds us, Rabbi said regarding the light that Kosh Baruch created on the first day, Adam Sofa Boma Sofa Olam Ad Sofa. Man could proceed from one end of the world to the other end. When Kosh Baruch looked at the Dora Mabum, Dora Flaga, and saw that their deeds were destructive, he hid it from them. Lumi Ganzo, for whom did he hide it? Let Tzadikim Lasi Labo, for the Tzadikim in the future. So the twelve brothers who love to use their high-powered flashlights at night to see from one end of the neighborhood to the other didn't notice what looked like massive unraveling spools of thread in the middle of the sky. Which reminds us, Rav Yudah said in the name of Rav, when Akash Baruch who created the world, it was expanding continuously like the thread of two unraveling balls of a warp. Ad shigar bo Baruch hu Until Akash Baruch rebuked the world and made it stand still. And this relates to what Rish Lakish said. What's the meaning of Ani Kel Shakai? I am Kel Shakai. Ani hu shi die. I'm the one who told the world enough. Die. So the twelve brothers who love to use their high-powered flashlights at night to see from one end of the neighborhood to the other, didn't notice what looked like massive unraveling spools of thread in the middle of the sky, ascending through the seven heavens, which reminds us, Rav Yudah said, Shnei Rakim, and there are two heavens, as the Pasuk says, Hen Hashem Hashem Behold to Hashem your God are the heavens and the heavens of the heavens. Rav said that there are seven heavens, and they are, Vion Rakia Shechakim, Zvul Ma'on Machon Aravos, Curtain, Sky Mills, Residence Abode, Arsenal, and Plains. Daf Yud Gimel, so the Simmer Daf Yud Gimel is a Bar Mitzvah boy. So here goes. When the precocious Bar Mitzvah boy, Bar Mitzvah boy, that must be more in Daf Yud Gimel. When the precocious Bar Mitzvah boy proceeded to calculate on a blackboard the years it takes to reach the Kisei Akavo, which reminds us that when the Russian Nebuchadnezzar said he would ascend above the clouds and be like the Most High, Abbasco responded by pointing out how ridiculous that thought is, given the journey through the seven Rakias and up through the Kisei Akavo is around 90,000 years. 
and that instead Nebuchadnezzar was destined to descend to the depths of the netherworld. So when the precocious bar mitzvah boy proceeded to calculate on a blackboard the years it takes to reach the Kisei Kavod, and then was almost consumed by a fire as he darshan from Sefer Yechezkel, which reminds us that Hananiah ben Chizkiah saved Sefer Yechezkel from being concealed given the contradictions with the Torah. They brought up 300 barrels of oil to his attic and he darshan the psukim Yechezkel to reconcile them with the Torah. Another Bryce relates that when a child got burned from reading the psukim in the Sefer about Chashmal and the people wanted to hide it away to prevent further tragedy, he said to them, if this child was so wise, are all children so wise? So, when the precocious bar mitzvah boy proceeded to calculate on a blackboard the years it takes to reach the Kisei HaKavod, and then was almost consumed by fire as he darshan from Sefer Yechezkel, a journalist from the village was so impressed, he reported on every detail, which reminds us that the reason Yechezkel's vision of the Maes Makabah is more detailed than Yeshai's is that he came from a village and was not used to seeing the monarchy. Therefore, when he had the vision of Maes Makabah, he wrote down every detail in amazement. Daf Yedal. So the symbol Daf Yedal is a hand, and we often use a juggler. So here goes. The juggler dropped all of his balls in awe when he knows four men wearing hundreds of Zadar Mishnayas, which reminds us that Yeshai pronounced 18 different curses upon Kal Yisrael, which Rashi explains means that he prophesied 18 tragedies that would befall them. And the Gemara brings a passage that lists all those that will be removed from Yerushalayim and Yehuda, the first two being the Mashin Umashena, the support and the staff. Mashin Elubali Mikra, support refers to masters of Chumash. Mashena Elubali Mishnah, staff refers to masters of Mishnah, like Rabbi Yudah ben Tema and his associates, but Papa and the Rabban disagreed on their level of mastery. One said they had mastered 600 Sidre Mishnah, and one said they had mastered 700 Sidre Mishnah, which Rashi explains existed in their days. So the Jagu dropped all of his balls in awe when he noticed four men running hundreds of Siddharim and Mishnayas, surrounded by singing trees on fire, which reminds us the Gemara brings the description of Elizabeth and Arach demonstrating to Mayochim and Zakai that he was fit to be taught by Smakava. When he darshaned and became surrounded by trees on fire, they were singing Shira, and then it recounts Rabbi Yochanan's reaction. So the juggler dropped all of his balls in awe when he noticed four men running hundreds of Siddharim Mishnayis, surrounded by singing trees on fire and ascending into our pardes in the heavens, which reminds us, it was taught in a brisa, Arba Nichnusuba Pardes. There were four who entered the pardes, which Rashi explains means that they mentioned the divine name and ascended to Shemayim. They were Ben Azai, Ben Zoma, Achir, and Rikiva. Ben Azai hates his mace. Ben Azai glanced towards the divine presence and he died. Ben Zoma hates his Nivka. Ben Zoma glanced and became mentally unstable. Acher kitzes ben Natias, Acher chopped down saplings in the pardes and became evil. Rabbi Kiva yatsubasham. Rabbi Kiva emerged in peace. All right, now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions plus three bonus questions from previous Mesechtas. Number one. Which of the one that Acher pulled out radishes on Shabbos to demonstrate that he was no longer Shomer Mitzvos? That's on Duff. Tezvav. Good. Number two. Which stuff do you know that if one has a Suffolk in the Gaim, you should look in the Chumash, and for a Suffolk in Olos, you should look in the Mishnah. That's on Duff. Yidolf. Good. Number three. Which stuff do you know that the trees went on fire and started to sing Shira when Rebbe and Ark started to darshan Maisa Merkava? That's on Duff. Yidolf. Good. Number four. Which stuff do we learn that this Mahokas, Rebbe Mentema and his Chaverim had mastered 600 or 700 Sadarim of Mishnayis? That's on Duff. Yedad. Good number five. Which stuff we learned that when a Kushk Baruch who created the world, it was expanding continuously, like the thread of two unraveling balls of a warp. That's on Duff. Yud base. Good number six. Which stuff we learned that Abbasko told Nebuchadnezzar that he was ridiculous to think that he would be like Hashem above the clouds, given the long journey to the Kisei Akabo. That's on Duff. 
Yud Gimel. Good number seven. Which that we learned that Rebbe attempted to get Akher to do Teshuvah, but children at the shuls each recited a Pasuk that indicated his Teshuvah would not be accepted. That's on Dav. Tezbav. Good number eight. Which that we learned that when the Pasuk states Nefesh Tachos Nefesh, it's referring to monetary compensation. That's on Dav. Yudav. Good number nine. Which stuff do we learn? That Yechezkel wrote about Mice Merkava in greater detail than Yeshai because he was from a village and was not familiar with Malchus. That's on Dav. Yud Gimel. Good. And number ten. Which stuff do we learn that the Gemara relates what happened to the fourth to nine that entered the Pardes? That's on Dav. Yudav. Excellent. Now the three bonus questions. Number one. Which stuff do we have Malchus, Rav, and Shmuel whether Shlomo Melch attained the level of understanding of Moshe Rabbeinu? That's on Dav. Chafaf and Rosh Hashanah. Good. Number two. Which stuff we have the story of Choni Amagal falling asleep for 70 years? That's on Duff. Chafaf and is Good. And number three. Which stuff we learned that the reason the Jewish people deserved extermination at the time of Purim was because they bowed to the image of Avodah Zorah in the time of Nebuchadnezzar? That's on Duff. Yud Beis and Megillah. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Avram Goldham Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.